also had this Chromebook since like college, so. Oh it's shit! Time. Jesus Christ! It's time. I didn't even know Chromebooks could last that long. I'll keep like my finger on on the page so that it doesn't black out. So just <laughs> hold your phone the entire time. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll get through this real quick. <laughs> Are you plugged in? Oh, uh, I should get a I should get a charger. <laughs> We're just going to see Antonio, like, lying on his bed, like, doing this shit. Yeah. Hey, I've tried to do a podcast from an emergency room bed before, so. That's funny. Gone Girl, he tried. <laughs> All right, welcome in, everybody. We have Antonio with us. Hopefully. We got Brian. We also got Amanda. Say hello. What up, gangsters? What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. You didn't even practice that. No, That's awesome. I just do that. Let's hope she didn't practice that. She's just sitting in front of the mirror, like, "What's I've up, gangsters?" <laughs> that was too high pitched. Let me let me run that one back real quick. <laughs> All right, on deck for the movie we have tonight, Fast Five. Now, Fast Five premiered on April 29, thousand eleven. So it's now been ten years since Fast Five has come out. And I'm just going to ask you this first, Antonio: Is this the best heist movie of the 2010s? Uh, why limit it to the 2010s? <laughs> is this the best heist movie ever? And why is the answer yes? Why is it? Uh, it's, well, there's a lot of fat. They go fast. There's a lot of fury in it. Uh, that was a guarantee. There's no George Clooney. How dare you? I knew this was coming. This is why that was I an audible gasp. That was an audible gasp by the entire panel. No, literally. Come on, guys. Like this was a great movie. I, I watched this movie on Wednesday. I had a shitty day Wednesday. And I kid you not, the moment the movie started, there was a smile on my face that you could not wipe off. It's a great actual like Fast and Furious movie. We'll get to that a little bit later. But why specifically? I mean, from season one, you were our guy as far as the lover of the Fast and Furious movies. But why specifically do you love this movie? Is it just because it's a heist movie? Is it just because no, no, so you get that, to see like your favorite people in it? That's the interesting thing is that as I was watching this movie, I'll acknowledge that this is the best Fast and Furious movie, but it's not my favorite. Seven mm. would be my favorite, it, like the more I think of it. But I'll acknowledge that five is probably, you know. Which one's seven? Uh, what happens uh, Paul Walker's last one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, at the end where he kind of drives off to, to his impending death. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But that's when the movies got better, right? Oh, you know. Do you, uh, you said it in the last in, in our Tokyo Drift episode. I'll ne- I left it in there on purpose. You're like, oh, you mean when it got good? I mean, <laughs> have you seen the pre? Gonna- have you seen the previews to nine? Tell me that doesn't look good. I'm I am going to apologize now. So for you, Antonio, I didn't want to tell anybody this in the chat. I watched this week every single Fast movie: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. So I'm not really sure when five begins and when it ends. Because <laughs> earlier, so Amanda Amanda didn't get a chance to watch the movie until right before we started recording. So she kind of like crammed it all in. And it, towards the end, I was like, and there's one. I was like, oh, wait, is that in this movie or is that in six? I'm like, mm. so I fast forward all, all the way to the end. And I was like, oh, it's in this one. Where, wherever the danza corudo starts, that, that that's where five ends. <laughs> Once you hear it. Once you start doing half turns and putting your hands in the air. And I don't know what the other part is of that song. I can't translate that. <laughs> Back on track. 
Sure. <laughs> why, why do you guys not think this is the best heist movie of all time? Because Ocean's Eleven exists. Oh, I thought you were going to say, now you see me exists. And that's when we were going to fight. Oh. That's not a. That's not just a heist movie. It's a movie about magic and secret societies. It's different. Yeah, and but the bad. only good part about that is the heist, right? And bad. The secret yes. society is like... An afterthought, for sure. Mm, stupid part. It is bad, I admit. But I do like it. That doesn't make it bad, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to quote you... Antonio, this movie is not only about a heist. It's about family. <laughs> you know what's, what's, what's great is that I think that this movie, uh, you could probably not have seen the first four Fast and Furious movies and ju- just start at five. And you don't really use, lose a lot. You get a pretty quick catch up. The only thing I think you really lose if by not watching the first four is Vince. Because I remember seeing Vince and I'm like, oh my God, he's back like that was really cool but i think that's the only thing you lose by not watching the first four but you also don't pick up on the history of letty right away you can put you can put two and two together yeah for sure but like you don't understand the the importance of letty yeah yeah you don't get the full impact but yeah you can just be like this is a dude who like is obviously super intense so if he loved a woman ever it was the most fast and furious love that ever existed but you don't really get get the the details of it Ride or die, Antonio. Ride or die. But I will say, I, I do agree that you can pick it up right away. Because I haven't seen the first four since they were released. Same with five. And so this was my first rewatch of that one. And I didn't know I had already seen it until I was halfway through the movie. And I didn't <laughs> need to catch up on the first four. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head at me? It's crazy. I've, I, I'm sorry. After watching one through eight. I don't know how you can like movies and not seen all of them multiple times. You know, Derek said last season that he uses like once a quarter he watches them. I agree. I understand why he does it. I made fun of him for it, but now I get it. And we probably will. Now he won't be shocked when he finds out that Han's back. (laughs) Is he back or is he just? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the previews for F9? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> speaking of han one of the best parts i think about this movie is the casting right casting wise oh, yeah. they kind of did a really good job of bringing everybody together everyone who's had every sense any any sense of importance in this movie they brought them all back together you know i i think one of the things about when you first see vince is this is one of the first times in the in the in the series if i'm not mistaken where you're like oh i mean aside from tokyo drift because tokyo drift technically hasn't happened oh we're gonna be bringing some people back yeah. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's Ocean's Eleven esque. I've, I've only seen Ocean's Eleven once. But like in any typical heist movie, it's like, all right, this is what we need to do to pull off this job. We need a guy that can do this. We need someone that can do that. And instantly mm-hmm. they're just like, okay, we need someone that can bullshit their way. Okay. Here, here's Roman. I got, I got that guy. We need a tech guy. Okay. You know, I got Tej here. You know, we need an assassin. We got Giselle. We have someone that can hide in plain sight. Han. <laughs> I took I took offense to that. They're like, hey, we need somebody that can blend in anywhere, especially Brazil. Let's get this Asian guy. <laughs> I was just I was, about to say that. I was like, what plain sight are you seeing right now? I mean, but he could. <laughs> but he could. He, he... Okay. When when you're looking at casting, you got to look at, is it, is it really good? Is it bad? Is it? There's one thing, and we're going to get to a little bit later. 
and I want your opinion on this, Antonio. I think the biggest miscast, and I don't know if this is a miscast or I don't know if this is just part of the writing that could have been improved better. And I don't want to like shit on anything on this movie. I actually had a great time watching this movie all the way up to eight, and I'm excited for nine. The villain was kind of shitty in this one. Mm. Reyes was kind of like not very sinister. I mean, Cole Hauser scared me more than this guy. So you're coming off of the greatest villain, DK, RIP. And uh, like in real life or in the movie? Well, just oh. his 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 uh, criminal career, RIP. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. In the movie, okay. In the movie, not in real life. Okay, I was like, is he dead? Fingers crossed that he comes back. And then who was the villain in four? I don't remember, but it was like some drug cartel deal, dude. It was uh, Ortega. Yeah, something brown. Like that dude was scarier than Reyes. Mm-hmm. Well, Reyes is like your more upscale business guy. Like he's not going to get his hands dirty. Like, yeah, he whacked that dude with that trophy or whatever when he found out that his money was burned. But I mean, I guess he's yeah. I guess he's one of those dudes where like he's so far removed. Like he's paid his dues in the criminal game that like he's so far removed from it. He's a businessman now. He's a guy that's going to get busted for tax evasion. Yeah. Mm, Al Capone-ish. I wanted a scene in there where he will like did something to this crew to where our crew, our family was like, hey, not only are we going to steal your money just because to make better lives for ourselves, we're going to steal your money because of what you did. And that was one thing. That's the only thing that I had like a little like sort of like nitpick on. I think the other thing to think about is like, I think they were really trying to set the rock up as the villain for the first like two thirds of the movie, right? Like that. So that's why you can't have like a villain that's super imposing or takes up that much screen time because it was really the rocks show at that point. Right. So he was the guy that you were really worried about for most of the movie. And then at the very end, when they do the heist is when you're kind of worried about Reyes. Yep. 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 Down Amanda, you guys are fans of the franchise, right? For sure. It's, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) do you call the mona lisa fine he's like (laughs) stabbing me with his eyes (laughs) but it's only his chin (laughs) i want to describe this to our audience real quick so we usually do like a zoom type deal and for we're just having some connection issues with um with antonio's chromebook so he's using his phone and so it's very close up so we either get antonio's mouth or we get his eyes so when Amanda just said, it's all right, you just see his eyes just get super big, like, like <laughs> through my very long hair. Let me clarify. I think that the franchise is good. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's not that memorable for me. That's what I hear every time I have sex. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. So once a quarter. <laughs> Well, if if I'm that lucky, if we can get it twice a year, I'm happy. 50%. Dow, <laughs> why are you a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise? For me, it definitely came out in a time frame where we first, I mean, at least for Ryan and I, it's when we first started driving. The first one came out right when I got my license. So I was 16, 17, and I had... At that time, a 92 Q45, Infinity Q45, a hand-me-down from my cousin. 
And boy, if I didn't just rock that car so hard down the freeway after watching the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movie. I was like, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I'm going to win by something. Were you living your life a quarter mile at a time? A little bit farther, but sure. <laughs> I was never cool enough to go to those races. <laughs> I was on the math team. Nobody was inviting me to quarter mile races. <laughs> I did, definitely didn't have a car that you could, you that would probably could make it a quarter mile without it, like not getting over 60 miles an hour. It was a little lawnmower motor inside that car. But Dow let me drive when we were in college. We went to the casino when we were 21. Dow had this oh, yeah, Lexus that's right. IS3. And we were driving through Houston. And the only way we so we drove from College Station to Lake Charles in the middle of the night, gambled for like two hours, three hours, and then drove back in the middle of the night. Of course, I volunteered to drive home because I was afraid I was going to fall asleep. The only way I could stay awake was pretending I was driving a Fast and Furious car in Dow's little Lexus IS3. We're going down like I-10. And I'm like, like I'm pretending to shift and shit just to stay awake. And one of the guys in the back seat was like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, just go back to bed. <laughs> I'm racing Dom. Dude, like it, that's, that's a two and a f- two hour, 15 minute drive, like easy, like going like above the speed limit. And I like, I woke up and it was an hour and a half and we were back in, back in college station. I'm like, what the heck wow. happened? Like. <laughs> I think I think one of the most appealing things about this movie and about the franchise when it kind of takes this turn is it could fit more into just of a it's not it it fits into a bunch of genres. It's not just a car movie. It's not just a heist movie. It's an action movie. To me, what's cool about it is you got these two huge modern day kind of like stars of the 80s. Like you have a version of like an Arnold and a version of a Sylvester Stallone, but they're just The Rock and Vin Diesel like. Would we, I mean, I I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, are you disappointed that this movie is no longer about just cars? Kind of like the first one and about racing and like the... Well, the the first one was definitely about the culture of racing. The culture, there you go. Right? Like the culture of like underground racing, like when they go... But I think Fast Five has that. And I'll tell you this, I didn't miss it until they went to the streetcar race and they walk up and then Vin Diesel's like, we're home. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's what Fast and the Furious is, or was at least. And that felt like it hit a nerve that it needed to hit that I think the other movies don't necessarily have the later ones, right? Yeah, but the the franchise itself kind of preps you for, for the that direction wherein mm-hmm. two, you know, they use the racing aspect of it just to kind of infiltrate. I forget who the villain of that one was. Whoever Ava Mendez was uh, shacking up with in that movie for the Cole yeah. Hauser, um, for the law. I don't remember the I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, and then I I guess three is more returns to an emphasis on racing and the culture of racing, just in a different you know country. Four we can skip over four. Um, I think four is very important. I've seen it once, and that was once too many. <laughs> you, you, wow, dude! You, you got. You can cliff notes what happened in that one, and, and you're fine. You're not wrong, but I think four is important. But go on. No, and I mean in this movie, and then going forward, yeah, like well, I guess six kind of does a little bit of racing because that's how Dom and Letty re- reconnect a bit. That's getting ahead of ourselves. For what, as far as we know, Letty's dead right now. I was a little, I was a little sad when I watched Fast and Furious, where I was like, oh snap! I asked Brian in the last episode. 
I thought it was a pretty good little answer he gave. But uh, I want to know, Antonio, in this movie, who who are you? Which character are you in this movie? I mean, I'm one of man. I'm a little bit of everyone, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm Dom in the sense that I'm the leader, <laughs> but I'm also Roman because I'm the funniest one. But I'm also Han because I'm the coolest one. And I'm also Giselle because I'm the hottest one. <laughs> so you just took the best qualities of all the characters and you're like, that's just me. Basically. It me. <laughs> it me. I mean, I think in, in Tokyo Drift, I, I said I associated with Han. So I guess it would be Han that I associate most with from this family. I can see that. I wouldn't be Tej. Because clearly I don't know how to operate a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, who do you see yourself as in this movie? Which character are you? I wasn't prepared for this question. I know. That's why it's a good question. Except that there's like, the cast is like a mile long. The list of characters in this movie is a mile long. I know. That's why you have so many options. I know which one I think you are. Okay, tell me. I think you're, I think you're Leo. Leo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're always telling me, you always have that negativity. <laughs> There you I'm go again with, with that I'm negativity, down. bro. Come on, man. And I can't. That's true. And, Ryan, and, Ryan, Ryan and Amanda are the duo. I am. I can't cook. <laughs> I, I can't do that Portuguese Spanish accent. Otherwise, I would try to. Yeah, I'm not going to try. We're also the the odd couple at the uh, roulette table that would be like, it's going to be red. No, it's going to be black. Probably motherfucker land on green. Yeah. <laughs> and lose everything. That's the other question I want to ask. Do we know what it landed on? No. Uh, Did they, we ever find that out? Nope. There was a line in six where they taught where they asked about where Leo and Santos were. And I think Han said something to the effect of last I heard they lost all their money in, in Montenegro or something. Oh, so I guess I guess it did land green. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I mean, it looked like it landed green from the reaction, but you just never know with that stuff. <sighs> Brian, what about you? I think I'm Tej. I like sit back and I just say stuff. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be in the middle of anything. I just want to sit back and sit back and make my little comments. I would say that it's it yeah, because Han is Han is by far the most he's the smartest man in the room, but Tej is the most intelligent man in the room if that makes any type of sense. Like you just sure. know that he's he's just like he's just smart. I had a feeling you were going to go there and just because we know each other so well, I was going to say it it's kind of like I feel kind of more like Roman in the fact that I always think I have you. And then you just come back with a better joke, and I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> then maybe Amanda's Tej. <laughs> and my, maybe. He just slapped any label on me. Um, so real quick, give some stats on this movie real quick. Uh, the movie made $625 million plus worldwide on a budget of $125 million. So it made quite a bit of money. I think if I read somewhere correctly, up into Fast 8... The entire franchise has made about $4 billion worldwide. All eight movies. Mm. Crazy. But this movie, since it is its 10-year anniversary, it kind of reminded me of something. Because I wasn't that big into the Fast franchise. So I'm going to ask you, Antonio, because I'm sure you were much more just like into it. 10 years ago, was the buzz about it like as big as Godzilla vs. Kong is this year? I mean, nothing is as big as Godzilla vs. Kong. Are um, you sure? Uh, no, so full disclosure, um, even though I said that Tokyo Drift saved the uh, Fast and Furious franchise, did not watch Fast Five when it came out 
I watched Fast Six before Fast Five, actually. What? Yeah, Ooh, it took me a while to watch Fast Five. I remember because I think that's around the time The Rock came back to to wrestling, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's just promoting the Fast movie." And I remember being like, "Damn, they're real desperate," because like The Rock was not a commodity at that point, you know, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it it launched both the franchise and his career to the next level. So it worked. I think this I is going to be one of those word. I think this probably ended up being a, a word of mouth type uh, movie where, yeah, it's fast and furious, but is there a little, you know, fast and furious fatigue by this point? You know, we've had four, we've already, we already started to see the decline with Tokyo drift, despite how great it is and underappreciated it is, you know, four didn't really leave you wanting more. And it's like, Oh, here's a fifth one. So I, I'm interested. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I'm not sure if you do, Ryan, what the opening weekend numbers were, and did it steadily climb after that? Because the people that went and watched it that opening weekend were like, "You need to go see this." Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think I want to say that it it almost reached a hundred million. I think it was like seventy two in North America for that opening weekend, but then obviously it, I mean, it climbed from there. But that is something interesting to kind of look at and look into. Because if you if, if you think about, I know I know no one here has really seen four lately, and I just happened to see it this week. Four could have ended the franchise. It could have. It, it ends. It ends on a cliffhanger. Which the opening scene for Fast Five is the ending scene for Fast Four. I like how they did that. I like how they kind of pick up from one from the other. So they, there's some uh, continuity there. But four, when it ends with Dom going to prison, and then all of a sudden you hear the cars come. The franchise could have ended in one of the best shots I've ever seen. Is that sweeping up close shot of Jordana Brewster and those bangs that she's got? Oh, so good. Anyhow, sorry. Amanda's looking at me like, I just find your taste (laughs) questionable. That's all. What a Leo. (laughs) Yeah, you're so negative. Just kidding. Um, The franchise could have ended right then and there. And you just would have assumed that, oh, they're going to break them out. And then that's how it ends. And it's it's good. But. I agree. Having the rock come in and then promote it while he's wrestling and everything, it kind of took, they helped each other really because it did bring, you know, it did bring the rock to, he was no longer, this is one of the things about this movie that I saw was really cool in the credits. He was no longer in this movie, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. He was just Dwayne Johnson. He dropped the rock as part of a, I am now fully legit Hollywood star. And you know that because of this movie, and then it just kind of took off from him from there. But it also, like you said, it helped revive the franchise. So they helped each other, and it's something that the franchise desperately needed. But let's run through the movie real quick. All right, so here's a quick little plot overview of the movie. Dom escapes prison with the help of Brian and Mia at the end of Fast 4. They escape to Brazil. Bad guys decide to steal money from other bad guys. Call in unsuspecting <laughs> minorities for help. You become a family. The FBI calls The Rock. The Rock shows up. Flexes says some bitch <laughs> gets his ass beat, breaks the law. He's supposed to enforce single handedly launches franchise to the next level after Tokyo Drift saves the franchise. And that in a nutshell is fast five. Uh, like I said a minute ago, the opening scene is pretty cool. How it picks up from the beginning or it picks up from the end of fast and furious to, to now. So do we like that? Cause it happens in five, it happens in six, and I think it happens in seven as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it works well for it because uh, you're instantly you don't have to wait for the build. You're kind of already at a at a climax point right off the bat. And then you kind of slow down a little bit. You know, this is where these characters are after after the jailbreak, and then you go right back into you know another climactic scene. I think the pacing of this movie is done very well. Yeah, where you get revved up and then you kind of slow down a little bit, catch your breath, and like, all right, let's go again. Um, so are we pro Jordana Brewster or not? We're not. I've never been pro a Jordana Brewster at all. Yes. We agree on something. Yeah, how do we feel about Jordana Brewster? Did I lose him? No, I'm I'm here. I'm thinking. Um <laughs> <laughs> like Jordana Brewster in one was like yes. In this one, I mean I again, I think in one, like just her acting chops like definitely took away from from her and i think they kind of realized that in this one like she doesn't have a ton of screen time but yeah i'm always a fan of jordana rooster especially in this type of movie where like Thank it's you. like you're not taking anything too super serious well first off how they break him out of the um out of the prison bus the fact that a prison bus topples over an entire car without smashing the top of that car you already know right then and there oh this is bullshit like this is just all gonna be for fun it's okay. Fast forward to the train scene when Dom saves uh, Brian and then instead, which is, I thought was smart. If you can't break, cause he'll just go flying. But if we just pedal to the metal and go off and we just kind of surf our way down that point, you know, all that's bullshit. This is just going to be for fun. And I think this is the movie that really takes it to the next level. As far as let's just have fun. Antonio, what's your favorite scene of this movie? You can only choose one. It's got to be dragging the vault, right? Cross Rio. No, that that was actually, yeah, that was really like, you'd never really seen anything like that. And it took it back to like cars, right? Like it was obviously the quote unquote skill of the drivers that allowed that to happen. And you believed it because it was Dom and Brian doing it. Two precision drivers. <laughs> Over they- under two and a half times that we talked about the vault scene in season one uh under oh over really it might be over i don't know the Record- answer but that, we, that was recorded that was recorded should go oh. back and listen to all <laughs> it was of the episodes <laughs> that was actually published i'm pretty sure it's under you might be right how much we talked about it definitely over <laughs> that vault scene it's it's pretty good if you realize i think that's like the last or it's 22 of the last 30 minutes is the vault scene. We skipped over it mm. when I did my rewatch. Because it, it, it's a huge <laughs> chunk of the movie. I didn't have time and I knew what was going on. That At that point, I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. <laughs> I've got, I got to the end when I realized I've seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So a- Amy, my wife, was like, which one is this one? And I'm like, it's the one with the vault. And she's like, oh, okay, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very iconic. Yep. Brian, what's your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene in this movie is the dinner when Vince comes back after saving Jordana. What part of that? I don't know. To me, maybe I'm just a sentimental schmuck, but it just felt it felt good to have everybody back under the roof and kind of on the same page. You know that Vince is like coming back with like his tail between his legs, kind of, and he really needs this job. And he doesn't know how to ask 
can I do this? And before he can even really finish his thought, Dom's just like, yeah, you're already in. Like, I don't know. Something about that was a feel-good point for me in the movie. I think it certainly felt like the most genuine one. Um, I'm not sure if it's impacted by the family scenes, you know, in the subsequent movies after that. But as far as like sentimentalness goes, that's probably the most genuine scene where you feel that all those guys, you know, and gals, there is a real, you know, friendship and bond there between them. Especially between Vince and and Dom, because they go back to the first movie. So my favorite scene, it was the, it was the scene that, to me stuck out the absolute most because it had no business really it's not that it had no business being in the movie it just it threw me off but i actually thought it was my it's my favorite scene is when dom and brian are having the dad talk yeah. that, i thought that was pretty good like that was that a good little one. sentimental scene ah oh, you're right i was yeah. like oh with with our kiddo i was like i gotta stay up and learn the next chapter <laughs> so i can seem smart to her <laughs> It, it it really it, it hits you you know you find something in common with that scene and it to everybody it's a it's a common deal it's like am i going to be you know i've always wondered if i was going to be a good dad you're a great dad um when when we're that scene was going and i was thinking i was like man cuz it does creep in every once in a while like are you a good dad and dom in that in that voice of his goes brian you're going to be a great dad i was like i am <laughs> That one hit me hard because my name's actually Brian. I was like, is he talking to me? (laughs) Okay, so the fun stuff. Here we go. How do we feel about Elena? She can get it. Yeah. Like her smile. (laughs) She does have a good smile. But again, I think that's that's what's also important is like the rock, the rock presented that in a way where like the 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 simple men could be like, okay, well, I can see why he wanted her. But in reality, that's not why he wanted her at all, right? Like he wanted a strong, someone strong enough, whether she's male or female, that he knew he could trust in those situations and would be above board about like, you know, bribery. And he knew that everyone else was on the payroll except for her. And I think that was important. She grew on me. When we're first introduced to her, I was not like, "Mm, you're gonna do some shady shit. I know you, you're shady. But then we just grow to like really like her. I grew to like her in this movie a lot. Her character is the same character as Emily Blunt's in uh, Sicario. Mm. Except she falls for the bad guy. But is he bad? Female empowerment, but you didn't talk about Jordana Brewster. Ooh, interesting. Like even though she is a big part of the action sequences, she feels like the... She really feels like the mom of the group. Kind of, she's the one that keeps everybody together, everyone in check. Because if you look at it, like when Vince and Brian are always about to get into it, she always gets between them, breaks them up. When Godzilla and Kong, Dom and and Hobbs are going at it, and he gets that monkey wrench, and he's about to like crush the Rock's face. She screams at him, and he stops. She's the deaf girl. She's what? She's the deaf girl <laughs> that tells them to team up. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I was like, what did I miss? A deaf girl? Fun fact, she's really deaf in real life. Jordana really? Brewster is? No, the, the, the deaf actor uh, oh. kid in Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. The best movie of 2021. I was like, I don't think Jordana Brewster is deaf. 
That seems like you're and pulling she my is, leg. She is a hell of an actress. <laughs> is she though? Mm-hmm. Is she though? She can... Is she though? If, if she she's can pull deaf, up being absolutely. Deaf, yes. If she's deaf, if she's deaf, absolutely. <laughs> and pulls off being able to hear. Yeah. No other handicap. Uh, <laughs> medium to less than medium. <laughs> She just seems um, like the one that's, even though she's a part of all the, the action sequences, she's the one that feels most like an ornament in the movie. See, I kind of felt like that's how they were going to do um, Giselle's character, but she actually has a lot. She's a badass. Yeah. She really is. Yeah, she is. So is that a Gail Godot thing or is that a character thing? I mean, when she was telling the story to Han, that was essentially her background, her real background, wasn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, Dow, because I think I think the actress herself is a badass, but then the character I think the character is I, she's one of those that actually elevates the character. So the character's written one way, and then you actually bring in an actress who is extremely attractive. She's pretty good, like acting-wise, she she's not bad. And then as the has the background of what Han basically called her out and was like, oh, ex-military, this and the other. And she actually was in the Israeli military prior oh, to becoming wow. a model actress. So it only elevates it that much more. And if you notice, like when she's loading the mags and kind of the way she holds the gun, the way she does everything, it's not like someone who's just been shown how to do this for this movie. It's someone who's actually been trained to do it. It look, it's like how we were talking about in in that thing you do, how someone who can play an instrument versus someone who's like, here, fake playing this instrument, she actually knows how to handle a weapon. And it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. Is this my chance to talk about The Rock? Maybe. The Tobey Maguire Award. I think this is going to cause an argument. So I'm going to go ahead and defer to you guys first. And to remind people, the, to- the, the Tobey Maguire Award is the reward is the reward is the award for the worst acting performance in this film. Not the worst character. Not the worst character, the worst acting performance. So Antonio, who do you have as your nominee? My nominee not only is the worst, you know, actress in this uh movie, but we should rename it cuz we need to stop disrespecting Toby Maguire. It's Jordana Brewster. We're not going to give a whole award name to Jordana Brewster. How dare you disrespect Tobey Maguire like that? <laughs> put it, put it, I'm going to pull a levitard. Put it on the poll. We're going to put a Twitter poll out there. You're going to vote to rename, should the, the name stick for the award, the Tobey Maguire Award or the Jordana Bruce Award? Who sucked more in a movie? Tobey Maguire in, in Grey Catsby or Jordana Brewster in Fast Five? Really? You think she was that bad? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is that yours too, Dell? Is that your nominee? Yeah, I said it couldn't be anybody but. It could be, though. Help her out. Help Name them it. out, Amanda. Name Tell it. them who it should be. Guys, The Rock is really bad in this movie. <gasps> You're really bad in this movie. It's a what? good thing I'm not in this movie. <laughs> the Rock is bad. Look, I love him. I love him. I love him. He's a great actor now, and he was a great actor then. He just, he sounds like, the person that you read lines with before an audition, not even the actor that's reading the lines, the friend that you ask to read the lines with you, every line that he, (laughs) every line felt like your line reading partner was reading them to you. It was bad, 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 bad. And I love him. I want to 
clarify that I really love him so much, but he was not good. Jordana Brewster, I don't know if she was good or not because I didn't pay attention to her because she's, for me, she wasn't that important to this movie other than that she was pregnant. Okay, but The Rock. <laughs> yes, but The Rock. He no, can't, no. doesn't even have words. No, no, go ahead, go, he go, go. He doesn't even have words. It's The Rock. Like I know, that's what I'm saying. Do you want him, is his purpose to be a good actor or is his purpose to come in, kick some ass, flex, drop a couple of one-liners, Listen, this award is for bad actors, and The Rock in this movie is a bad actor. No. Do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger has had an amazing acting performance in any movie he's ever been in? Yes. Name it. End of Days. Never seen it. Is that the one with uh, Vanessa Williams? No, that's Eraser. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I think both y'all are wrong. I think throughout this... Oh shit. Oh Listen, shit. I say this with all the respect in the world. Can't be. You're going to say Paul Walker. It's Paul Walker. Nope, 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 nope. I can accept that. I, nope. I love I me some Brian Earl Spilner, but Paul Walker is just, he's a beautiful man, a great, like, a great dude personally. Man, we lost him way too soon, but he's just, not good at acting. He's great at playing Brian in Fast and Furious, but he's just not a good actor. I'm sorry. I like him. I liked him in The Skulls. I liked him in She's All That. When he's given more to do, it's just not the best. And I'm sorry. That's my nominee. But it's two to one, or it's two one one. So I guess Jordana Brewster is a winner for this one. Sorry, Amanda. The Rock is not that bad. The reason why The Rock's not that bad is I think, I really do think someone went to him and been like, hey, think of 80s Arnold, think of 80s Sylvester Stallone, and that's what I want you to do. That's how I want you to be. You don't think it just, it maybe he was out of practice because the movies he did right before this one were all family movies? No, I think that would have been a good like bounce for him to do is he could really go for it. And I don't think he necessarily went for it in this movie. I just think he was told to play it a certain way. And you could tell he's having fun with it because... When he's like, he's like, I got good news, bad news. He's like, you know, I like my dessert first. And he tells him the good news. He's like, now nah, feed me the vegetables. Like, that shit's funny. Like, that's the rock. That, being the rock. That's literally the scene where I was like, it feels like a, a line reading. <laughs> Did we come to a consensus on what we're going to call this? Is this the Alex Caruso, AC Law, the fourth award, the heat check, just crushing it? I don't understand any of those words. <laughs> a person who is, who, who in this, in this movie started at like a, started at like a five and is now like at a 10 who's our who's our alex caruso ac law the fourth <laughs> that award goes to the rock no way yeah it's gal gadot like antonio said this is what skyrocketed yeah, his career go- the rock the the rock could literally run for president tomorrow and win so could gal gadot he is the he is the most loved human being he was she wasn't born in the u.s i'd, I'd go with gal because The Rock always had a fallback plan. Like if if Hollywood ended up not working, but it did. Like, that's the thing. He, he was could still go back, and he was successful enough to make it work where he didn't need his fallback plan. I don't know, man. I think I think if we're going by the letter of the law when it comes to the award. How you started here, but then now you elevated yourself to a different level. I could see how both goes, but I'm gonna go with uh, Gael Gadot. The letter of the AC law. 
as a dad, I appreciate that joke. I do too. All right, so let me get this right. The Alonzo Harris Award, which is the best acted scene. It has to be the dad scene, right? Like, that was a really good acted scene. Well-acted scene, excuse me. You mean with Paul Walker, your worst actor ever? God damn it. I knew you were going to do that as soon as I... <laughs> I was about to do it, too. <laughs> Great minds, Amanda. Great minds. <laughs> Just shit, 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 shit. <laughs> it's like when me and your sister get together. Here we go. I'd go with the Dom and Elena scene. When they're in her apartment. They're both talking about, yeah, and they're both talking like, why don't you run away? Why don't you run away? That felt like the worst <laughs> acted scene. <laughs> it did. It really did. There's one I, point in there where the rock looks back and then he turns his face and it's just the most dramatic like face turn ever. And I'm like, that's so cheesy. Are you talking about yeah. Vin Diesel yeah, or the rock? Vin, when yeah. he looks back oh, at him. You know why he looks back like that? It's because she's like, you break in here for twenty pounds worth or twenty dollars worth of silver, and he's like, "That's worth more than twenty dollars." She probably stole that because it would pay her rent for that month. Exactly, definitely the favalas. Yeah, that apartment did not look like it cost that much. She didn't pick it up for evidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what was your your best acted scene? I I don't know. I pick a lot of the same things for this for for. But again, to me, I just really enjoyed the 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 family like Vince and Dom interaction. You thought it was well acted. I did. I, you felt you you felt Vince very like sheepish, and for that guy, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to like you know have or those kind of moments. Kind of acting chops. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you felt like he was like like a kid that like he did something wrong and he asked his dad, "Does do you still love me?" Like after he messed up. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one, the Mark Wahlberg Best Acting Performance Award. Who gave the best acting performance in this movie? Tyrese. Yes. Roman. Tyrese is fun. <laughs> Ryan's done. Ryan's done. It's <laughs> not going to take me seriously when I say this. It's Leo and Santo. I, yes, a, as a, that's as another a good one. They're good. As a single actor. <laughs> together yes. no when they're in the in the bathroom scene they're really good yeah yeah yes it's like it's like in rogue one with donnie yen and his other dude like you need the two of them together to play off of each other should we um mention them by their actual names at some point i don't know them don omar and the other guy yeah yeah it's don omar <laughs> and then that that rapper oh is he a rapper yeah <laughs> don omar's a sing Don Omar is a singer, and then the other guy mm. is like a, he's referred to as a hip-hop artist on his IMDb. Oh, quotes. What are some of our favorite? There's it, It's super quotable. Roman has a bunch. This isn't his most quotable movie. I think Seven is like his peak quotable, like in the Fast franchise. He does have that one line when they're uh, racing the cop cars. It's not even that funny. It just gets me. And he's just like, oh, I'm getting this money. I'm hungry. <laughs> this went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. I don't know how that's worse. <laughs> like Mission Impossible sounds way harder than Mission in freaking sanity. What are the ones you guys got? Tufeo. I laughed so hard when he's like, that, yeah, yeah, I laughed really yeah. hard at that one. Yeah. I love it when The Rock's giving his rundown and he's like, whatever you do, 
don't let them get in cars. Whose dossier? Whose dossier is like, dude? Cars minus sign. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let them do it. That's why he smashed Dom's car when they raided the that empty warehouse. He listened to his own advice. It's like, God damn it! No, no one else listened. <laughs> They're just letting these dudes like in cars. <laughs> He's like, He's like, Thanos. <laughs> fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, ratings. All right, real quick. Should we? I don't think we need to give a, what the ratings are anymore. As far as like what what each number means. I know Dow's not going to give it a four. Dow, what's your rating for this movie, though? No, it's it. I think it's a solid three. Like it, like Antonio said, it's a, it's a good standalone. So it's not like you need to have watched the other ones. But if you want a movie that's like entertaining, I think it's great. Like action, comedy, some feels like, and you can understand it all. Yeah, and I, I really like the fact that, and Antonio brought it up at the very beginning, you could you could skip one through four and still figure out what's going on. And you can just have the, you could just watch five and understand and see and go in the movie in that direction and just see where it's headed, see where it's going. I think it's a very, I think it's the first Fast and the Furious is actually a, like a complete movie. Does that make sense? Like from start to finish, it's mm. it's got its arc. It's got your character building. It's got your beginning, middle, end. But then it also leaves it open ended with the post credit scene into what else we could be doing. So I agree with you, Dow. I'm going to give it not a four. I'm going to give it a three. I broke the streak. (laughs) Because I don't give unsolicited advice anymore myself. Amanda, why is this a two? It's not a two. Ooh. Things just got interesting. I'm giving it a four, guys. What? Whoa! <laughs> Upset alert. Upset alert. Oh, my God. I just got a notification on my phone. Gonzaga's down two with two minutes left. Upset alert. Why would you bring that up? Antonio's, Antonio's so happy right now. He can't even contain himself. I see those two eyeballs and it's just like dancing. <laughs> I was happy until you made the Gonzaga reference. I'm a UCLA fan. Okay. <laughs> I know I spent a lot of That's this good. episode kind of speaking negatively about the stars of it and the writing, but it's still a really good time. Like a, re- it's a really fun ride, and I would suggest that other people write it. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. Antonio? I, I couldn't have said it better myself, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know if you could see my hand. I can see your hand. <laughs> this reminds me of one of those rom-coms where the two main protagonists are fighting the entire movie and at the end they end up together. <laughs> This, this movie is a four. It's not. It's not Godzilla versus Kong, but it's okay. Now we're fighting it, again. It's, <laughs> it, it's it's pretty fucking great. And now it's the breakup with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> there was hope. 
I was actually more mad at Ryan because I thought he had given Godzilla versus Kong a, a negative two. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember yes. I read that and I was like, this friendship is over. <laughs> I had a great I had a great time with with Godzilla versus Kong. I just I probably wouldn't watch it again because it's just I don't know. It's just not All my right. thing. Like monster movies just aren't, but uh, it was fun. It was Leave this in uh, for the listeners out there. Godzilla versus Kong shattering the rating system. That's a six. Oh <laughs> you skip, you skip so many numbers, <laughs> but fast five is a, is a solid four as someone that does not hand out fours. I don't yeah. hand out fours. Man. Either. Recommendations. Antonio, what's your recommendation? Do you have, or does anyone have any recommendations? I mean, I just say continue the story. I agree. Because it gets wilder and more fun. Yeah. As someone who has, who binge watched one through eight, I cannot wait for nine to come out. I'm ready. And I disagree, and not to get off topic, I disagree with Antonio's uh, take on Fast Eight or Fate of the Furious. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. It was very touching in certain, certain aspects. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Timeline messed it up. Yes, there are some. I I did see that, but man, good for Dom. You can watch a real heist movie called Oceans Eleven through Thirteen. I have to watch thirteen of them. <laughs> I think we're gonna get to one of those at some point. Dow, do you have a recommendation? If you want a movie with a cool vault scene, I'm going with Italian Job. I like the Italian Job. Yeah, it's the got one of scene, our right? uh, one one of our favorites. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it <laughs> and Charlize Theron, who's also in these movies. Ed Norton. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's got our boy Seth Green. <laughs> but is it a four like Fast Five? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe talk about it. Y'all want to do a little FMK? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit it. FMK, and then we'll round this up. Get out of here. Um. Let's get the obvious one out the gate first. All right, Amanda, real quick. Rapid fire. Dom, Brian, Hobbs. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Oh, one of them's already dead. I know. That's really gruesome, dude. I'd fuck, fuck that you, Antonio. one, Antonio. You, you set me up for that one. <laughs> I'll take credit for putting that one there. I'm going to fuck Brian, marry Dom, and kill Hobbs. Ooh. You're going to kill The Rock? I know, guys. I'm just... For someone who really loves The Rock, I'm really not doing a good job showing it today. No, you're not. Terrible. I'm talking about characters in general. I think Letty would kill me, though. Dom wouldn't want me. I guess I have to kill Dom. I don't think she would. You can, if you watch Fast 8 or Fate of the Furious, I think you'll see Letty's okay with it. Oh, shit. She was the most least Mexican Mexican I've ever seen. The most least Mexican. Anyway. Antonio knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I don't know how you don't cut a bitch, but anyhow. Uh, Brian. Dom, oh, Brian. <laughs> Dom, Brian, or Hobbs. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Kill Brian. <gasps> I know. It's gruesome. It's gruesome. Kidding. I think I, again, my thing is I just want to be taken care of, so I'm choosing Hobbs. <laughs> to marry? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude treks across the country to get the job done. Get those government benefits, too. 
There you go. Oh, exactly. I'm all about those benefits. And then, and then I guess I'd, I'd, uh, F some, be some Dom. Is there a cooler name than Dominic Toretto? That's a pretty cool fucking name. Okay. Antonio. <laughs> uh, Brian, Dom, and Hobbs. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Uh, kill Dom. Fuck Brian, marry Hobbs. Ooh. That's the way to go. I agree with you. That's yours too, Ryan? Okay. That's mine. Yeah. Man, this is this one's going to be too easy. But we'll go rapid fire on this one. Antonio, rapid fire on this one. Giselle, Mia, Elena, you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Uh, kill Mia, fuck Giselle, marry Elena. Ooh. Almost had me. What you got, Amanda? I'm going to kill Mia, I'm going to fuck Elena, and I'm going to marry the fuck out of Giselle. Dow? Agreed. I got Amanda's on that one. Oh. Giselle's in, in the Israeli army, taken care of all day. I know. Uh, I would... <sighs> You're saying that Brazilian cops don't have the same same pension plan? No, but that's, what, that, that's, why I'd roll, <laughs> I, that's why I'd roll around with her for a little bit. Get her uh, pregnant? <laughs> well, Elena's fertile, so... Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. Ooh, um, spoiler. Come on now. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Giselle is too. I don't know. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. I would go, uh, man, I'm going to, I'd fuck Mia, kill Elena, marry Giselle. I, I have a thing for Jan, for Jordana Brewster. Sorry. It's the bangs. I don't know what to say. All right, last one, rapid fire. This to me is the hardest one. We'll start with a Antonio again. Han, Tej, Roman, you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Whew. That's hard. Yeah. You marry Han. Fuck Roman, kill Tej, but I'm not a fan of it. Wrong answer. He's like, I'm not going to like myself after that. Dow, what you got? Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio nailed it. (laughs) Amanda? You're going to marry Han, fuck Tej, and kill Roman. Fair. I do like to laugh in bed. Hmm. That was my line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I think I'm going to have to agree with Amanda. Oh, that's so sweet. That we'd fuck the same guy. <laughs> There's something romantic about that. <laughs> I think I think next week, next week we got a, a Marvel movie. First Marvel movie. We excited? Which Marvel movie? Would you like to give us a sneak peek? Mm. Give give the folks a teaser. It has two popular Marvel characters, and if you root for one of them, you're on the wrong side of history, and I'll explain why. Boom. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>